0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, A People's History. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, A People's History is now streaming on Hulu.
1: You're listening to It's Been a Minute from NPR. I'm your host, Brittany Luce. Halloween is less than a week away. And for the occasion, I'm bringing on a spooky enthusiast, Planet Money's very own, Kenny Malone. Kenny, welcome to It's Been a Minute. Thank you. I'm so
2: excited. This is very exciting. Halloween's my thing. I wear a Halloween shirt for this. It's an Are You Afraid of the Dark shirt for all of you 90s kids out there.
1: Halloween, of course, means the arrival of a business that pops up across the country every spooky season. This not-so-little company has been around for decades, and it's the inspiration for a heck of a lot of memes.
2: Okay, so here's a meme from after Queen Elizabeth died.
1: I'm talking about Spirit Halloween.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) No. Tell me what you see. Describe, (laughs) describe. So it appears to be Buckingham Palace, and then someone has photoshopped a a Spirit Halloween banner over it, as if, as if Buckingham Palace had become (laughs) empty retail space, uh, which is brutal.
1: Yikes. Bad humor are not these memes show up everywhere. There's even the hint of impending failure. When Facebook stock started tanking, there were memes showing Spirit Halloween banners on their Silicon Valley office. When the government shuts down, people photoshopped Spirit banners over the White House. And it's because Spirit Halloween is known for once a year taking over abandoned retail stores and struggling shopping centers around the country and turning them into centers for everything
2: spooky. It just sits over the deathbed of the American mall, takes advantage of it a little bit, helps keep it alive a little bit. It's kind of doing both.
1: Today, Kenny and I are talking Spirit Halloween. It's a tale that is part capitalist success story, part cultural narrative, and a history of how one store became a kind of grim reaper for American retailers. It all began about 40 years ago. And Spirit Halloween was just a twinkle in the eye of its founder. So the story starts with a man named Joe Marver sometime in the early 80s. And he was the owner of this struggling store in the Bay Area. It was a dress store called Spirit Women's Discount Apparel.
2: Spirit Women's Discount Dress Apparel. Just
1: Spirit Women's Discount Dress.
2: Apparel. Oh, sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry I messed up that conf- that confusing series of words. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that the name of the store was Optimized, uh-huh. but just you wait. His luck is going to change. <laughs> so one October day, Joe looks out across the street at this costume shop and he sees something that just really gets his goat. He sees a line around the corner with people trying to get in to buy Halloween costumes, mind you, temporary outfits, while his store full of Permanent, year-round apparel is struggling.
2: This is an interesting observation that Halloween costumes are temporary clothes.
1: Exactly, exactly. So eventually down the line, this costume store across the street, it moves locations. And when it does, Joe puts his dresses in storage and he fills his store with Halloween-centric things and his stuff flies off the shelf. It's the best October he's ever had. And I would say at this point, Joe is starting to get into something, right? But he's not yet achieved
2: the status that is yet to come. No. I mean, if you've got to take a whole building's worth of dresses and put them in storage every Halloween, I feel like you haven't quite figured out what you are yet.
1: (laughs) True. But it doesn't take him long. The next year, Joe leases a temporary space at a nearby mall. What today we would call a pop-up, and he sells one hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise in thirty days.
2: I don't have any sense of how much that's worth in nineteen eighty-three.
1: I was just going to ask you because you're the, you're living on Planet Money. Tell me
2: if okay. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics has an inflation calculator. Um, we'll do it right now. So we're going to do hundred thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. October nineteen eighty-three. Hundred thousand dollars is worth. Almost $300,000 in today money.
1: I'd say that's pretty good. That's a lot of money. Right. And so he realizes, Joe's like, I'm on to something. The way he framed it later is, I didn't invent temporary sales, but I feel like I invented temporary Halloween. Uh-huh. Joe Marver proceeds to kill it at his Halloween business. Over the next 15 years, he grows the chain to nearly 60 pop-up businesses. And somewhere along the way, he changes the name officially- to Spirit Halloween.
2: Ah, uh, can remember it, finally. Now, may I step back and ask a question at this point in the story? Mm-hmm. His dress shop just happened to be called Spirit, a, a spooky I know. named dress shop. Like he was set up. I know. What if the dress shop had been called like Lace Lace and Love? Lace and Love Dress <laughs> Shop? Like that's not going to translate well to Halloween. That was like, that is kismet right there.
1: It really was kismet. Joe Marver says that the key to his business growth is two parts. One is presence. He plasters freeway billboards with huge spirit ads and, and tries to rent as large a storefront as he can close to a Walmart or a Target shopping center. And variety, that's the other thing. There's not just costumes at Spirit Halloween. There are also decorations. There's Halloween themed everything. And also, I mean, think about what goes with costumes, face paint, blood, and not just one kind of fake blood, but like Thick fake blood, thin, runny fake blood, (laughs) and and some that can just kind of like sit there
2: like a slug. It matters a lot. Fake blood matters. It matters a lot. lot. The viscosity will vary based on the use, of course.
1: Come on, $10 word, viscosity.
2: So, this is the thing. When I was a little kid, uh, Mm -hmm. there wasn't a ton of fake blood on the market yet. Mm -hmm. And um, corn syrup? It was a lot of corn syrup, it was a lot of red dye. And it's very, it's bad fake blood is really sticky. It, it stains everything. And so if you can be a vendor that can provide like 80 different kinds of fake blood and like I can just choose, I mean, that's like, that's the best.
1: Exactly. You know, the other thing too is like part of that experience came from the fact that like at one point in Spirit Halloween's run, Joe Marver's buyers would study and place orders in January for things from movies, TV shows, pop culture references, very tongue-in-cheek costumes. Uh-huh. Um, but they also kept a stock of cash ready for like last-minute orders on sleeper movies that turned into big blockbuster hits. By, by the time we're 15 years into this business, 60% of sales happened in the two weeks leading up to Halloween. 60%? Yes. So, I mean, at this point, we're in the late 90s, Spirit Halloween is like the thing. It's the thing. They're doing great business. They're they're beginning to really monopolize the Halloween space. And they're interested buyers who see the company's potential. One of them is Spencer Gifts. Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with Spencer Gifts.
2: Oh, oh, I know Spencer <laughs> Gifts. Naughty, naughty place to go in if you were a, a young kid. Yes.
1: I remember a lot of like toilet humor type things, fart machines, whoopee oh, cushions. Yeah. Fart machines.
2: Like that. Yeah, love that stuff.
1: So Spencer Gifts, though, they're interested in, in Joe Marver's Spirit Halloween. But the deal. Is no treat for Marver. Not a trick, but definitely not a treat. Okay. Uh, so in 1998, he says no. You like the pun?
2: Oh, I love, I love the pun. <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a sip of pumpkin spice coffee, which I am also drinking. Are you serious? Oh yeah, I'm. I came prepared for this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So Joe Marver says no, but Spencer Gifts not deterred. In 1999, Joe Marver runs into an executive from Spencer Gifts at a party supply trade show in Manhattan. This time, the executive. Okay, get this whisks him away in a limo ride to Spencer Gifts' headquarters in New Jersey. And they basically tell him they'll give him a fat check, the fat check he'd been looking for. And with that, Spirit is purchased by Spencer Gifts,
2: 1999. What? Yeah. I didn't know this happened. This is the plot twist I never knew.
1: Yes. So, I mean, Joe Marver, he uses this money to open up a hotel um, in Twist, Washington, uh, it was originally called The Sweet Life.
2: The Sweet Life with Zach and Cody?
1: <laughs> not that sweet life.
2: I feel like we're dating, no, I we're dating ourselves.
1: Somewhere. I mean, I think, oh yeah, I mean, I think that show is a little after my time. Um, but yeah, no, now it's been, it's it's since been renamed to the, the Twisp River Suites. The real twist, fun fact, is that Joe Marver says he did not particularly like Halloween. What? No.
2: No, I'm glad he's out. <laughs> I mean, that's maybe the distance is helpful. Like maybe the version that I would have built would have been like, uh, you know, 90% of our revenue would have just gone right back into like making it spooky every year. And that would be a bad mm. use of money. You know, maybe yeah. maybe that's not how you run, maybe that's not how you run a business. You would have been
1: getting all these PL reports that are like, I don't know if we need 38 yeah. different types of fake blood. And you're yeah. like, no, you're we right, must. we need
2: 45. Be like, there's a kid out there who's building a haunted house and cardboard boxes <laughs> and he needs this. If, he's, if that kid alone buys this one thing, then we should have a thousand in stock. And people be like, That's this is really bad business.
1: <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, how Spirit Halloween is both the grim reaper and maybe the caretaker of American Shopping Centers. So Spirit Halloween continues to prevail to this day. According to their website, Spirit has about 1,400 (laughs) Halloween pop-ups. That's so
2: many. Yeah. I've read a little bit about it because I find it Fascinating. They're kind of on the phone with these big companies who uh, are in charge of big portfolios of malls and retail space. And I was also fascinated to learn that, uh, you know, they realized pretty early on, Spirit did, that The companies that have this retail space, they're scared to, like, rent for three months because, like, what if the perfect tenant comes during that time? And they're like, oh, sorry, we have this (laughs) Halloween thing in. They're like, oh, all right, we're moving on. So they had to start building in, it sounds like, a clause that's like, look, if we get a five to 10-year tenant, uh, spirit is like, it's fine, we'll leave, we'll go find somewhere else. Oh, wow. So that's been a key part of their business model. Like, they need to be willing to, like, up and leave if the right tenant shows up in the meantime.
1: That's really interesting. but I mean they they have like an entire real estate team simply dedicated to the purpose of finding these empty retail spaces that are like I mean in huge I'm talking like seven thousand to ten thousand square feet. some are smaller that's but- so
2: that's so big. And then they are also like the hardest hustling real estate renters in the modern like retail marketplace. It seems exhausting.
1: I mean it, it does sound exhausting but but also like Halloween is a good business to be in. Halloween spending in 2022 is expected to reach a record of $10.6 billion. And Spirit Halloween is going for the bag with over a 1,000 pop-ups. Last year, Spirit hired more than 25,000 temporary employees to work the Halloween season. So while the business itself operates year-round, most of their Halloween stores close on November 2nd.
2: It's too early. It's too early. So there is basically like a mass layoff every... November 2nd. Mm. I mean, I'm sure it extends because they're cleaning up the stores and stuff. But like, that is a giant swell of labor that some poor HR person has to deal with. You know what the scariest costume is? Hmm. Head of HR at Spirit Halloween. (laughs) That is the job I want least. And I mean, the other observation about Spirit is that like, Spirit exists in this bizarre middle ground where they're like, they just aren't a retail location for like nine months out of the year. And so I guess in theory, that's cutting those overhead costs. The reality is that Spirit is technically a pop-up. It's a temporary retail space. Most pop-ups are mostly about branding, marketing, maybe giving people a customer experience for an online brand. But it's not really about like making money. So Spirit's a little unusual in that sense.
1: I mean, it really is a unique business model. Um, it's,
2: uh, it is definitely an industry in and of itself at this point. And one of my big kind of galaxy-brained thoughts about Spirit Halloween is that um, the key to American malls were were these anchor stores, these department stores that were events in and of themselves, going to Sears, going to Mm -hmm. JCPenney's. Like, these were big deals. We just don't use those stores those ways anymore. And in a very strange twist, like, maybe the modern anchor store for the American mall is the spooky... Grim Reaper, that is Spirit Halloween, like (laughs) lording over the carcass of the American Mall, looking at its anchor stores and saying, We'll just be there for three months and then we're gone. (laughs) Like it kind of is a perfect end to the arc of the American Mall.
1: So, is the American Mall gonna die?
2: I mean, die totally, (laughs) Brittany? I don't know. Like, will there be a point with no malls at all? I don't Mm. know. I mean, probably not in our lifetime. But here's what seems to be true. Uh, the American mall is and has mm. been dying for a long time, But b- by which I just mean, like, you know, at its peak, there were more than 2,000 malls in the United States. Uh, and I've seen quoted that we're down to about 700 right now. And I've seen one expert say that, like, within the next 10 years, we'll be down to 150 malls. Like, you know, so who knows for sure if they'll ever go away altogether, but... Yeah, I, I can imagine some point in the future where, like, maybe we hit the right number of malls for modern society and all the others are destroyed. And, and at that point, I don't know what Spirit Halloween is supposed to do. Like, uh, I guess there wouldn't be vacant retail space at that point. But who knows?
1: Well, thank you for helping walk us through this very interesting nexus in, I guess, American retail history. <laughs> yeah. So, Kenny, I know you're already in the Halloween spirit. Do you want to stay in this moment and stick around for a little game?
2: Yes. Although it sounds like a setup to a horror movie, maybe a (laughs) Saw movie. But yes, as long as this turns out okay for
1: me. I promise nothing bad's going to (laughs) happen. Coming up, Kenny and I play Tired, Wired, or Inspired Halloween Edition. Stick around. We are going to play a game that I like to call Tired, Wired, or Inspired.
2: Tired, Wired, Inspired.
1: Yes. And today I'm going to be playing it with you, Kenny Malone, co-host of NPR's Planet Money.
2: You're going to teach me the rules ahead of time, yes.
1: Don't you even worry. So, okay, this game is very much like a different one you may have played, Date, Marry, Kill. But instead of people, we are doing Halloween costumes based off of moments from pop culture in 2022.
2: Oh, great. Great.
1: Yes, and you have to tell me whether you think they're tired, wired, or inspired. Okay. So if you think something is tired, you're like, I hate it, boo, it's tired, it's done. Mm -hmm. If you think it's wired, you could be into it. You're like into the vibe, but you're not writing home about it. Okay. And if you think it's inspired, this is stellar- Five stars, 20 out of 10. You can't get enough of it. Does that make sense? This is great. Okay, good. Okay. All right. So since this is an episode on Spirit Halloween, we're going to look at different costume ideas that I'm predicting we'll see a lot of this Halloween. And you have to tell me if it's tired, if it's wired, or if it's inspired.
2: All good? I'm so excited. I'm worried that- You are about to see what it's like when you live in the pages of Bloomberg and Financial Times and not on Twitter. But uh, So I may have missed some of these uh, cultural moments completely, but let's see how it goes.
1: I can guarantee that there's at least one that I already have it on good authority that you are aware of. But Okay, great. We're going to start with the first one. Okay. A hot dog fingered person from the movie... Everything everywhere all at once is that tired, wired, or inspired.
2: Inspired, inspired, love so much. Inspired my favorite movie in like a decade. I cried so much at that movie wearing a wearing a mask that I had a panic attack from claustrophobia because I was like, it was basically like a wet mask on my face. And I was like, Do I leave the movie? No, the movie's too good. And I like had to calm myself down and stay in the movie. The moment that a movie has built you to a point where simply images of two rocks makes you cry like that movie has broken right. the universe like it's they've just they've broken the rules of what cinema is it's so good it's my favorite thing ever it's
1: so so good okay are you ready for the next thing yes okay a queen elizabeth costume is it tired wired or inspired
2: i think i think a lot depends on on the execution of this costume mm. um i don't what i my instinct is like it's tired like let's let's stay let's stay away from that mm. just the institution is so fraught and has done so many horrible things that like do yeah. we want to do you want to do it with reverence do you want to do it poking fun at it can you do it poking fun at it without poking fun at the woman who was the queen like it feels like you'd have to thread a needle here and i'm just going to go like tired don't do it
1: you know i actually i agree with you on that i feel like i could see how the queen makes a good costume simply because she has so much iconography attached to her. She had the same hairstyle for a very long time. She always was wearing those little suits, suits a lot good. of pastels, the whole crown thing. Like, I know to me, somebody's like an icon when you can just sort of pull together. That's like, true. Four or fewer elements and people in And you know, know who, who it is. Are. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I could point. see how, how she's like ripe for adaptation and costume, but I agree. But I also feel like. They're going to be unavoidable this year. So, I guess people, true. now you know if you see Kenny out and you have your queen costume on, he's tired of it.
2: I'm judging you. I'm judging you.
1: He's judging.
2: I'm doing this. Here's the noise I'm making. Like, I'm I don't know. <laughs> that's what I'm feeling inside. Like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's the next costume idea, which is my actual costume this year.
2: Oh, okay. Well, this feels loaded. But yes. Inspired. Inspired.
1: Oh, okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm going to go as Sydney the sous chef, played by Ayo Adebri and Hulu's The Bear.
2: Oh, inspired. Inspired. Love the character. Love that show. I'm so glad you've picked pop culture things I actually know about. <laughs> How do you do that costume? Because isn't it isn't it just a chef's outfit?
1: You are right. I. It seems like you wear pants, shoes, a shirt, an apron, which I have. I have two aprons at home. Okay. And I, that one of them I, I got at a restaurant supply.
2: Oh, that's like a proper apron. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, love I, restaurant supply. When we talk about retail, by the way, love those like shops that are for other. Shops like yes, love they have them the best so much. of
1: everything yeah. in them. I yeah. love restaurant supplies. Yes, and that's why I, I bought it there. I was like, well, this must be the best apron. So I have a restaurant supply apron with like the pockets and like you know you tie it up and you do all this stuff. And then I think just a bandana. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, the bandana was the thing. That's right. And yeah. that's
1: as far as I'm gonna go. And then like I was like thinking for a second, I was like, oh, maybe I can carry a knife. That seems like a bad idea. That seems like a bad idea. So I think I'm going to get one of those plastic takeout containers and like like put my name on it and drink some water out of it, which is something I do at home anyway.
2: The other thing you could have is like Mm -hmm. an inordinate number of order printouts, like tickets, like (laughs) lots of order tickets, which relate to that character specifically.
1: Yes. Kenny, you're actually giving me like a, a home run. Punch up?
2: You want to do Halloween yeah, punch ups? Actually... Brittany and I are available for Halloween costume punch ups. We'll punch up your costume <laughs> if we know about it.
1: Kenny, that is all for this round of Tired, Wired, or Inspired. Thank you so much for joining me, Kenny
2: Malone. I'm so happy you asked. Um, thanks for giving me an excuse to talk about Halloween and a fascinating business model that isn't going to get less fascinating.
1: This episode was produced by...
2: Barton Gerdwood. Barton Girdwood.
1: Jessica Mendoza, Liam McBain, Janet Ujongli, Jamila Huxtable, Andrea Gutierrez. It was edited by Jessica Placzek. Verilyn Williams is our executive producer. Yolanda Sanguini is our VP of Programming. And our senior VP of Programming is Anya Grundman. All right, that is our show. I'll see you on Friday for another episode of It's Been a Minute. I'm Brittany Luce. I'll talk to you soon.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Discover. Tired of not getting a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Employees are the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers group dental, vision, life, and disability plans designed to protect them. Exceptional service, broad networks, and modern benefits. That's the power of human care.